Welcome to the Neighborhood Realtor Podcast with me, your host, Matt Muscat. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books or blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because smart salespeople don't need to reinvent the wheel. My promise to you is that in each episode, you'll leave with one tangible idea that you can take to the bank. Hey, everybody. Super excited for the show today. Not only do I have one top producer, I have two, which means more value for everybody listening. Um, I I got to make a new friend last week. That's the power of social media, the power of connections. So uh, my good friend and colleague, Mallory Strothite, who I've known for 12 years, we hang out, our kids hang out. She's one of the top female loan officers in the state of Michigan. She connected me with her friend and one of her social media mentors, Chris Perry, a realtor out of the DC area, doing over $20 million a year in sales and a decent amount of units, like a serious amount of units. It's not like one $20 million property over there. Um, He is the bomb when it comes to social. Mallory kills it on social. So today we're going to share some of the top things that both of them are doing. Some of them are similar. Some of them are a little bit different. But my goal is that everybody today has a leaves this episode with a better understanding of what the possibility is, but also what needs to go into it. Because I think social media is that thing where we all have it, had it since high school, had it since college, had it since you needed it for work, but none of us strategically use it for real estate. And Chris and Mallory are a great example of what can happen when you apply strategy and tracking to your social media. So Chris and Mal, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I, I am too. So Chris, I'm going to start with you since I don't know you as well. Um, give me your 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 volume for 22, your units, your volume, uh, where you work, and kind of your story on how you get into it. Yeah. So again, thank you for having me. Excited to hopefully bring some value to other realtors that may be listening. So uh, I'm Chris Perry. I am licensed in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. Um, I did 22 million in sales last year. It's 52 total units. I am a solo agent, so it's just me by myself. It's a whole lot of work. But you're I telling me that if I choose to work with you, you're not going to pass me on to a 22 year old buyer's agent. You're actually gonna- no, you're not. You know, the funny thing is, it's funny that you said that. So a lot of the consults that I have, people are surprised when I call them for whatever reason. People think because I have a following. And I do a bunch of units that they're not going to talk to me. So when they actually talk to me on the phone, they're pretty shocked sometimes, which is shocking to me, but it's exciting. So yeah, 52 units, uh, 22 million total. Um, I already have about 13 million on the books for this year. So it's nine days into to, this year, man. How, yeah. how is that yeah. possible? We're nine days and you have 13 million on the books? Yeah, well, I have a $10 million deal that was supposed to close in December that's now pushed oh. into this year. So that's exciting. That's exciting. That's so, exciting. and then along with the new construction that I have and everything, it's about $13 million on the books right now. So that's cool. exciting. It's going to um, be a good year. It should be. I think it's going to be a good year. And I think the market's going to pick back up as well. I'm sure Mallory can talk a little bit more about that, but I'm excited. It's going to be a good year this year. So I made the joke when we were talking before I hit the record button and I was like, oh, you're in the DC area. You became a realtor. What'd you do first? And I joked that you were probably in the CIA and <laughs> yeah. we're probably going to have to cut this out because the government's not going to want all the secrets spilled on the, on our marketing podcast here, but you legit worked for the government in defense. Like what was, how did the, how the heck did you end up from there into top producing realtor and social media personality? 
Yeah. So when I was in college, I actually interned for an agent, smaller agency called the Office of Naval Intelligence. So I worked mostly in Navy Intel. So all of the cool stuff that you get to see on TV, that stuff that I personally didn't do, but I was the one hiring those those people. So I was you getting hired. hired. Something like that. Yes. <laughs> so the intelligence specialists and weapons and systems engineers, those were the folks that were much, much smarter than I am. But those are the ones that I got to hire. So it was pretty cool. Um, when I was working for the government, I was a recruiter. So I got to go all over the country and do job fairs where I was helping a lot of times either veterans or people right out of college get jobs and in intelligence, which was really, really cool. So I loved what I did. It just wasn't the thing that set my soul on fire, if that makes sense. I knew that being an entrepreneur was for me. Since I was 14, I've had various businesses. Uh, it's funny, on Christmas, I was joking with my family, uh, with my mom and my dad, and I asked them, when was the last time I asked them for money? And they said, we can't remember. You were probably really, really small because I used to work for all the money that I had. My first job was I had a car detailing business. And the way that I got that business, good segue into real estate, I door knocked. So I door knocked my neighborhood and I had a business, uh, a business book, a spiral notebook. I think I still have it in my parents' house somewhere, but I had a, a Rolodex of about 250 clients at 14 years old because I door knocked. So I've just been, I've been all about business, getting it my way uh, since I was young and great segue, I think, into real estate. And, you know, I was working for the government as a recruiter. I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. So decided to get my real estate license. I sold my first house and knew that's what I wanted to do. Two years later, I quit and I've been doing this full time since. Well, and I know so you, you, social media is really where the bulk of your business comes from now, but it wasn't always like that. But one thing that Correct. you said that really struck me was that in your job as a recruiter, it was your job to make people as comfortable as possible with you as quickly as possible. And I feel like yes. that is really what social media has in essence helped you do um, for your real estate career. So walk me through your strategy on social and how the comfort factor has really helped you to attract people. Yeah, so there's I'm, I'm very strategic in everything that I do, especially when it comes to social media. So the reason that I'm in t-shirts and I don't super dress up all the time. It's because that can be intimidating for some people. Some people already look at realtors like we're used car salesmen. We have a, a lot of times we have very bad reputations in the world. They they think that realtors are only here for the money. There were snake oil salesmen. We're just trying to get them to buy the first house that they see. And I want to help change that in that I'm dressed like this a lot of times and my clients are very they're very comfortable. And I want to break down that barrier that real estate isn't attainable for everyone. So I dress like them. I look like them. I talk like them. So that then kind of lowers their guard quite a bit. And so that way I can easily convey the information to them of whatever particular topic that I'm speaking about. Um, you look at a lot of realtors and while that's not a bad thing, a lot of them, if you're in a suit every day, and I'm not a professional, 
that may not resonate with me, but the person that maybe has on a t-shirt, but, but they know what they're talking about. And I see that they're selling a lot. Well, he seems really nice. He seems cool. Let me reach out to him. Maybe I'll like him and maybe he can help me get in a home where maybe I didn't think I could at first. Yeah. Well, I mean, in essence, like you're just being real, like you're a real estate agent. I'm not sure if like someone made that joke like a hundred years ago, but in essence, like when you're (laughs) real, you're being your true self and people don't have to kind of figure out the work you and the personal, you're like, you're the, you're the same person. You're consistent. Um, I love that. I would say the biggest compliment that anyone gives me, and I get this quite a bit, and it still is amazing when I hear this, but when people first talk to me on a console, because it's all about converting people. So I jump on the phone with everyone. And the biggest compliment they give me is, wow, Chris, I feel like I already know you. That's a huge compliment. And that shows in my content's working. That's what I want. I want people to feel like they know me already before they start working. I love that. So... Mallory, I know you have been on social since as long as since as long as I've known you. What is you did you did over fifty million dollars in sales last year, and a decent part of your business comes off of social, but yours comes in a different way. So Chris gets a lot of his social media business by attracting new people through Instagram Reels, Facebook, etc., TikTok. A lot of your business comes from staying engaged with the people that you already know and doing repeat and referral business with them. So slightly different, but still the same amount of effort and strategy goes into it. So walk me through kind of how your business has changed um, since you started kind of going a lot deeper on social. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I remember talking to you about it, like probably five years ago now where I was like, Hey, I want to really dive into social media and get more business from it because I have all these friends on Facebook and Instagram and I should be utilizing it and capitalizing on it. So really it was being more active. It started off with Facebook. I've done my mortgage minutes for years now, at least five years, every Monday, pick a topic, pick a topic, do a video on it and keep it to a minute long. And I wasn't very, um, strategic and strict with it in the beginning. And I would have people messaging me like, Hey, you're, you didn't post your video today. Where's your video? I missed your video. And so it made me see, Oh, people like consistency and people are watching. And so that was kind of the segue and it was my mortgage minute. And then from there, you know, obviously I'm a mom, I've got children, I'm a working mom. There's a lot of people that are in my sphere that I work with that also have that. And I think we have our own little special group, um, like women support group, I would say. And so those people, you know, it's posting a lot of that content. It's not just putting posting work. Things well, I have to like, I have to like pause you right there because like, I think yeah. you hit on something so crucial. So people, people need to know you for more than one thing. I'm a firm, firm believer on that, right? Like people, like there's a million realtors out there. Like Chris, you're a realtor. Who cares? There's, there's literally 2 million of you in the country. That cannot be the most exciting thing about you unless you're Ryan Serhant in New York and like you're on TV. Right. And even then I'm sure he, he wants to be known for something else too. Mallory, like you post about your mom stuff. You post about your family. You post about the community all the time. And when people think of you, they think of all of those things and mortgages and real estate. So it helps you become more memorable in their minds because they can think of you for more than just one thing. Like Chris is the casual, the real realtor who gets real with his clients and you can schedule them and actually work with him. Like we all become known for these things. So it's really important, even though we're on this podcast to talk about business strategy and social media, it's really important to make sure that there's some personal flair there. Like people yeah. need to get to know the real you and know what you're into because it's gonna it's really just gonna strengthen it. Like I think on social, 
a rising tide raises all ships. Like as long as you're not a weirdo and you're posting something super controversial, although you might get those weirdo clients. I don't know if you want that or not. Yeah. But as long as you're not like a total terrible person, everything you do is going to help your business post as well. But you can't so just do it, right? So let me push back on that though. Yeah. Okay. You, so the, the great thing, and first off, I have to take what you just said. I, I have to make a t-shirt with that. The real yeah. realtor that gets real with his clients. I like that. I'm going to have yeah. to steal that. <laughs> and you came off with that off the top of your head. I love it. Um, so here's the thing about social media, though. There is a lane for everyone. You can be the biggest weirdo ever. And if you're true to yourself, there are millions of weirdos out there. I mean, everyone's idea of being a, wilder, a weirdo is subjective anyway. Oh, yeah. So there's a lane for everybody especially on TikTok, there is a link <laughs> for everyone. So let your free flag fly on TikTok. On TikTok. Listen, TikTok there is a community, there's a community for everyone. So be yourself. Authenticity is, in my opinion, the number one thing when it comes to social media. And what's crazy is that I feel like most people, tr- I'm trying to think of the politically cor- correct way to say this, but like most people show a very vanilla version of themselves on social media because they're afraid <laughs> of of going of being their true selves and yeah. when you when you do that like you strip away everything that made you interesting on there like well, and, you, you need yeah, a little yeah. controversy you need a little edge you need a little bit of like the what's the weird thing that you're into that like is super yeah. Yeah. My last everyone needs a little like, andrew tate yeah <laughs> right yeah, people go on there just, to be a, just a tiny bit yeah well, my last real yeah. is champagne store and a pork off for god's sake that was awesome we um we've talked about that before too though matt like that's why we don't do like i have a business page on facebook for my business but like it's you know my business comes off my personal page and it's because Mm -hmm. people work with me because they want to work with me the mom you know the mortgage mama the also like a mother the parent the person that you know is involved in the community and that volunteers at their kid's school and goes to you know the events in the community. Like they don't want to see somebody who's like you said, Chris, in a suit and tie, you know, they don't want to work with somebody like that. Who's only posting about their business. So, um, I think that was huge to me and going back on the social media, like we had talked about, I add all of my clients to social media and make sure that I'm, you know, congratulating them on birthdays and staying up to date on what's going on in their lives too. By the way, like, let me pause you again right there because people listen to the show to actually go do something. So if you're not in the car right now, stop and write this down. Go to your CRM list of all of your past clients, your friends, your leads, et cetera, and schedule a couple hours in your calendar to add them all on social. Now pick your favorite site. If you go to their Facebook and they haven't used Facebook in three years, don't waste your time. Jump to Instagram, see if they're there. Jump to TikTok, see if they're there. That could be the most valuable thing that you do all year because you're already sending them mail. You're already sending them email that's probably going to their spam folder. So if you simply take a couple seconds to add them wherever they are, it's kind of like the little mermaid. Like you want to be where the people are. I could sing it, but I'd embarrass myself. But you you need to figure out I where they it. are and that will help you stay top of mind. So like, honestly, that's probably the million dollar idea from the show already. Add your clients, your leads, your peeps in so, on social media, the one of your choice. That's a great this week activity. But then secondly, you guys engage with them. You don't just post it and hope you look to see what they're doing and then you engage with them on that. And then that spurs what messages, all kinds of other stuff. And now a message from our sponsors. The Neighborhood Realtor is made possible by the generous support of Treadstone Funding and Neighborhood Loans. With locations all over the US, Neighborhood Loans believes in doing mortgages better, faster, smarter, 
and creating personal relationships with our clients and realtors. So Chris, you, you track your numbers on social better than anyone that I've yet talked to. Walk me through your non-negotiables right now on social and what, what specific tracking you can see from that, like lead wise conversion rate. Tell, tell us everything, because I think people need to hear it from an agent that's actually doing it in order to, in order to realize that they should be doing it um, like today. Yeah. So I, I definitely track my numbers. I'm very anal about my numbers for a few different reasons. Number one, um, that's how you know, that's how you can track if you want to hit a certain amount of sales every year on, on social media. How can you know how to get there if you don't know your numbers? Um, it, it, it surprises and almost scares me how many realtors don't know their numbers at all, let alone their social media numbers. So that's very important to me. And then also, too, um, I have brands that are approaching me now and they want to know my numbers. So you have to give them your numbers if they want to do a campaign with you and I'm a brand and I'm going to pay you thousands of dollars to promote my product and to help me make content. So that will then convert and help my company make money. Well, you better know how many people that are, are watching your stuff, how many followers you're getting, how, what's your conversion rate. All You have to know that stuff because these companies want to know that. So me personally, uh, my non-negotiables every day, I record every day. Um, now, hear me on this. You do not have to record every day. That's just how I personally do it. It works best for me that way. But recording doesn't take very long. The reel that I did this morning, um, and I was just talking on a background, and it was about how Blackstone and these other companies are putting aside about $118 billion to buy more single-family home rentals. That video took me two minutes to record and edit. So making short form video, reels, TikToks, they don't take very long for me because I do it every day. And it's part of my life. I do it every morning, typically around 8.30-ish. I record every morning. And then I put it out every day at 9 a.m. And I do that because people will start to look forward to and know your schedule. When I go on my lives, I, I typically ask this question. I get most people know this, but I ask people, what time do I post every day? And no lie, probably 100 people will say 9 a.m. because they know that and they look forward to it. So I record about 830 every morning. I post at 9 a.m. And I typically will post a second time around 6 p.m. And that's what I've seen. You know, the, those numbers help me grow uh, when it comes to conversion rate. Um, I convert about 35%. Well, you, didn't, wait, you didn't say how many leads you were getting yet. You forgot that part. Oh, leads. So I get typically minimum of five new leads a week from social media. And I typically will convert about 35% of those leads. So think of it this way. Like for everyone listening out there, like his numbers really add up and they really make sense. So a minimum of five a week, 52 weeks in the year, that's 200, 250 leads in a year. If you take 30% of that, you know, he's closing 20 to 20 plus million dollars a year in sales. Those numbers really add up. Um, but he knows that when he posts one video a day, that's kind of the minimum, the bare minimum to get the five leads. What did you say yeah. earlier that you're upping that to right now? Because you want more leads. Yeah, two to three a day. So now you're doing two to three a day. We're hoping to get closer to that 10 to 15 leads, per, 10 to 15 leads per week mark. Correct. But it's just scale, right? Like if you track your numbers, you have the ability 
to ramp that up and down. And that control right. is what turns us from more of like a, just a random dude who sells houses to you actually have a business that's scalable that you can predict. Right. I love that. So your conversion rate you said was around 30, 30 so percent? It's it's about 30, I upped it to 35, it's about 32 to 33%. Okay. Roughly. And what I, what I really want you to elaborate on is your main call to action. So you're not just like saying in the video, like, hey, like you're not just putting videos out and hoping that people call you or reach out to you. Um, yep. And your, your videos all are going all around the country, but you're, how are you directing a lot of those videos towards your local area? And then what is the call to action that people are getting? Yeah. So every video that I put, every post that I put out, let alone video, but every post that I post at the end of the caption, it always says, um, click the link in my bio. If you are looking to buy, sell or invest in DC, Maryland, or Virginia, and people actually do read captions. Now, everybody doesn't read the whole caption, but people will read your caption typically. And if they keep seeing that, then they know that it's a safe place to actually reach out, put some time on my calendar. It's completely free uh, and it's 30 minutes. So when you put it that way, you make people feel comfortable and then you essentially ask for the sale or you direct them to how they can get in contact with you. Everyone's not going to, but a lot of people do. That's where I see a lot of people that don't get it right, where they don't have a call to action. And as weird as it may sound to people that don't understand, you know, human psychology, but you have to, and and I go by actually where I got this from was Steve Jobs. And when he was talking about the iPhone, he was saying that people essentially don't know that they need this, but I'm going to tell them that they need this. Human psychology says you have to tell people what they need or what they should do. So if you are giving a call to action and they're constantly seeing this call to action every day, I may not be ready to buy right now, but six months from now, I may be. And if I keep seeing this and Chris is telling me how I can get in contact with him, then when this, the time is right, I'll reach out. And people You're do that. Like giving people the tools and the education ahead of time so that they know what to do when it is the right time. Because at the end Correct. of the day, like five to 7% of people are buying houses every year. But if you can educate mm-hmm. them throughout the process and stay top of mind, like Mallory is doing, like you're doing, it makes it a lot easier for them to reach out when the time is right. I mean, the same Correct. has been said in real estate for years. I mean, people send out a mailer and an old lady keeps it on her fridge for 10 years right. and eventually calls you. The same mm-hmm. thing applies to social, but it's cheap and free to do it. It's just a little bit of your time, which I love. And the, and the reason that it's so much better than sending out mailers, and it's just my opinion, yeah. Every single person. So I have 40, almost 47,000 followers on Instagram. I have almost 22,000 on TikTok. Think about it this way. And I say this all the time to my mentees. It is not just about that person following you. Every single person that follows you has a sphere of influence as well, too. And if they share your and they have followers themselves. So every single person I I read a study, I think it said every person knows either knows or indirectly knows about 10,000 people or something. It was something like that. It was a very large amount of people. So you'd be surprised how many people that I get to reach out to me that they don't follow me, but their daughter does, their nephew does, their best friend does. They don't follow me. They don't maybe even have social media, but give an example. I had um, a seller client and this was an $800,000 sale that I ended up having. It was one of my followers who I'd never talked to before, but she told her mom about her mom and her dad about me. I sold their house. It was 800,000. 
never met the girl before. I still don't really know who she is, but she told her parents about me because she saw my content all the time. So it's not just about that person following you. Every single person has a sphere of influence too. And that then is the power of social media. It's huge. It's social media is basically sales with a save button. I mean, like how many times, 25 years yep. ago, 20 years ago, did you go to a party? I mean, I guess like 20 years ago for all of us, like we were at the eighth grade dance, which would have been kind of fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but well, I was in probably first grade, but yeah, second grade. First grade dance. Yeah. Um, but realistically, like you meet someone, they're cool. You either get their phone number or you never talk to them again. But with social yeah. media, we can meet, we can have fun on this call today. We had each other on social. And then tomorrow I see that our kids are the same age. The next day we talk about wine. The next day we talk about music. And now all of a sudden we're friends based on more than real estate. And then you're top of mind because I'm seeing your stuff all the time. I mean, there's nothing, no other marketing platform in the world as powerful as social for that. And that's why like, so the question isn't like, when is social media going to be over? It's what's next. And every couple of years something comes out and there's usually an advantage to at least trying it, which I love. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's only it's, getting bigger. It's more pervasive. It's it not going sense. anywhere. It's not. It, it really can't. So guys, like, give me some closing remarks. Like Mallory, what, what's coming up for you? What are you doing next? Obviously, you've been on social for your whole career, but you've been really, really killing it on there for the last couple of years. What What are you doing in 2023 to ensure that to ensure that it's a bigger part of your business? Yeah. So I am definitely trying to step up my game with that. So, you know, I've been had Chris try and help me with that, mentor me. And I've been doing a reel a day and using um, some different apps to try and actually create more um, static posts. So more content. What are some of those apps that you're using that other people could check out? Um, I just started using Canva. Is that what you use too, Chris, to create some of yours? Canva? Canva is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It is. I was like, there's got to be a way that I can do the same thing that these other people are doing. And I was like, oh, Canva. And so I went on there and I played around with it. And I'm like, this is, I mean, it doesn't take long and it looks super clean, super professional. And yeah, the posts, I mean, I've had really great, um, I don't know call it, insight or information interaction with them, with those posts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just what people want to see. And the carousel posts are really big, right, Chris? The ones where you mm-hmm. swipe, I mean, those are coming. I've been adding some more of yep. those and I'm working on those. So um, which you know what a carousel post is, Matt. I'm sure you do because you're the marketing guru. But yeah, that's big. In Canva, you can do all of that on there. And you can have your brand, you can even have your logo, you can have your brand in there, you can have the color scheme that you want. And so I've been really utilizing that. Um, and I think for me, it's just staying consistent and doing more of what I'm already doing, but just trying to spend some more time actually direct messaging my past clients on there. Um, I could do a little bit better job of that to stay top of mind, especially on Facebook. Um, cause I know that's how the algorithm works with that and making sure that you stay at the top of their feed. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, just continuing to keep those systems in place and be consistent with my videos and do them at the same time every day. So, um, I've been a little bit sporadic with my reels, but I'm trying to post at the same time every day now. I love it. So consistency is your big message. Yeah. So Chris, tell me a couple of yours now. And before you get into what you're doing new in 23, um, walk me through most of your leads, like they're actually captured through Calendly. Could you elaborate yes. on that for a sec? Yeah. And Calendly needs to sponsor me. They should sponsor this podcast because I've made them a lot of money. Um, no. So people, anytime that they want to get in contact with me, they click the link in my bio. The first link there is to my Calendly The great thing about 
that that particular service. And I know there's other companies that do this as well too, but I like that Calendly, it is real time. So it is connected to my Google calendar. So anytime that I have say a listen appointment and I block 30 minutes to an hour off on my actual calendar, Calendly won't let anything come in that place too. So it's like my real time calendar, which is amazing. And people can go on there and it's super easy to do. And it's similar. It's kind of like a CRM in that it logs all of that. You have their uh, phone number, their email. And then a lot of times people put their social media handles there as well, too. So I can track all of that just like a CRM will. Um, So Calendly is amazing. I definitely recommend any and everyone to have some kind of calendar link on their page. Because, again, you can tell people to go. Most people are not going to message you, especially when you have a following. Um, And I don't have the biggest following, but some people may be intimidated by someone that has, you know, tens of thousands of followers and think that I can't reach out directly to them. But if they see that I can get on this calendar, that's a lot easier for people than Mm -hmm. to just message me directly. Which shows shows them that you're accessible. Right. Very much so. Yeah. It shows them like you, you, you two are doing like $80 million in combined real estate here, but anyone listening to the show can go on your Instagram bios, click on your calendar and get actual time with you. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's, I use that's that. I use Calendly t- for my realtor appointments as well. So I'll send it over and be like, Hey, yeah, let me know, you know, when you want to grab coffee, here's my calendar. And so it, puts the ball, it, it shows that you're open and it also puts the ball in their court. All right, Chris, anything else that you're doing big in 23? Yeah. So I'm actually shifting a bit. So taking Instagram and TikTok to the next level. And now YouTube is my thing as well, too. YouTube is the biggest search engine in the world. So I'm throwing my hat in that ring now to grow that as well. So uh, just really taking content to the next level, doing more teaching as well. I'll be in Michigan with Mallory in February to teach as well on how to build a business through social media. Um, So that's really the biggest thing. I'm at this point now trying to coach more because everyone can have a lane and a way to make a bunch of money and make a bunch of impact. It's more than just the money, but make real impact through social media. So that's, that's where I'm going now. I like that. I, and you could also add like the real impact to the shirt that you designed based on what we said, like real estate, real impact. Real, I love it. I love it. You'll get more of my bad jokes when you come to Michigan. So I'm super. No, I love it. No, these are great. I'm actually going to steal these. <laughs> so Mallory, um, for any of the realtors listening who are actually in the Michigan Midwest area, um, can you tell us about the event that you're having with Chris? Yeah, so we're super excited. Chris is going to be doing a social media workshop on February 1st at Cascade Country Club here in um, Grand Rapids, West Michigan area. Uh, it's going to be from like 10 to 1, 10 to 1.30, I believe is the time frame that we have blocked out for him. And so he's going to be doing a lot of interactive teaching. So not just standing up in front of a PowerPoint, it's going to be a lot of, hey, pull your phone out. Let's do a reel. Let's do a TikTok. Let's dive into this. Hey, here's an idea I have. Everybody shoot this. It's going to be a lot of small group. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of Q&A and a lot of live examples, which is why I'm really excited about it. So I think for anybody who has been afraid to dive into social media or just hasn't tried it because they're so overwhelmed with starting, which I think is most people's barrier. It's like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm just not going to do it, right? I'm just going to use Facebook or I'm just going to do email or what I've always done. 
Um, I think it's going to be really helpful because like Chris said, social media is not going away and there's such another stream of business that you can get from that. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. Anything I missed, Chris? I know, I know you've got all kinds of tricks up your sleeve for us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It's going to be very, very interactive. I'm excited for it. So I know yeah. space is limited because it's a super bougie old country club from 100 years ago. So if you're a realtor listening <laughs> and you want to get into it, most of you guys have my information, my Instagram. It's mattmusket88 on my Instagram. You can find Mallory Strothide, Chris Perry. All of us are very easy to find. We are not secret yes. agents. Hit one yes. of us up. We can get you an invite to the event before it sells out. It's free for agents to go to, but space is limited. So Hit us up for more information on that. And guys, thank you so much for the show today, for being on the show Thanks today. Thanks for having us, Matt. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And a huge thank you to our sponsors, Neighborhood Loans and Treadstone Mortgage. With offices around the U.S., their loan officers offer a realtor-centric focus, personal communication from real humans, plus on-time closings that frankly are faster than most of the mortgage companies. Want to be connected to a great LO? Message me, your host, for more information, and I will connect you with a loan officer in your neighborhood. Want more marketing tips? Check out my book on Amazon, Tag, the tangible action guide for real estate marketing. And finally, if you want to support the show and hear even better guests, leave us a review on the podcast platform that you listen on.